0: Hey, everybody. Welcome
1: to Biz Bites Monday. I'm super excited. I have Allie McCauley here with me today from Do Well Websites. We're going to have the real deal conversation around branding, around your website, whether you need to spend millions of dollars on your website and branding. We're going to remove a lot of the fear around... Um, Like, oh my God, I need to show up online. So let me just give you a little bit of her bio, right? So she's a branding and business strategist and she's a WordPress designer, which I'm kind of interested in finding out because I know, Allie, one of the things that there's so many different quote, quote, I know WordPress, but I mean, there's so all these others, like what's the good and the bad and ugly for that? So have that in your mind. Um, so the main principle of her business is to help you have an online presence so that your business looks like you, sounds like you, feels like you, and you, she says that you, so you don't lose your sanity, right? Because it is a little overwhelming. Most entrepreneurs, we want to be able to work with our ideal client and we want to do our work (laughs) and you know, the, all the other stuff that's critical to our business Somebody else needs to do that. So we're going to have all the links, but right now, dowellwebsites.com. So let's get started, Allie. We always, in the first 10 minutes as Biz Bites Monday, I want to ask you all the like hardcore quick questions and then let's just have a real conversation, right? Sounds good. And I'm going to be asking you questions really, as I always do with all my guests, really specifically for me, right? Because <laughs> I, you know, my I, I'm my own ideal client and there's ideal clients just like me out there. So let's start with, I guess, really the biggest thing is all around, why do you think that people get stuck around their branding? Like that whole, it has to be perfect. It has to be just right. It has to be. Why do you think that is?
2: I think there's a few reasons and you're right. A lot of people get stuck here, a lot of people. And I think a big part of it is, first of all, a fear that they're doing it wrong because maybe it's not working and they just, you know, it's easy to see what everyone else is doing and say, Oh, that's working for them. Maybe I need to be doing it that way. Right. Um, And then secondly, I think being unclear, you know, just not really being super, super clear and understanding who their audience is and who they are themselves and as a business and then, and then understanding how to connect those to really make it work.
1: So to that point, I'm going to talk to that a little bit, you know, it's like, I'm going through, as I said, I'm going to ask you guys. So I'm going through a little bit of a rebrand myself and I'm kind of going back to a little bit more of my, like in your face, like go-getter kind of. And over the last couple of years, I kind of softened my branding and it represents who I am maybe in my personal life. Right. I maybe I'm not as direct. I'm not like red, everything and black and white and like, but that's my business persona. What are your thoughts around having a personal brand that represents like, um, represents like the question really is, is like, I'm both of these people, right? Like all of our clients, right? Like we're like you, right? you Like moms and like all the things. So we've got these different sides of our personalities. So can you speak to you? And I think this is a really big piece to what you're talking about as far as fear. It's like as personal brands, we want to show up as ourselves. However, caveat, caveat. And so this is the question. We also want to show up like clients want to see us does that make sense absolutely this is this is
2: one of the biggest things and you make perfect sense because it's like where's the line right between personal brand and the way your business is and and are you your brand
1: yes yes
2: you're always going to be uh branded right as a person and as your business as as having a unified appearance yeah so that really branding works the best when you're really consistent and someone can easily see you or something from your band brand and connect them and say, I know who that is.
1: Yeah. You know? I think that that's really helpful because yeah, the messy bun, right. It's like, um, we all know that, you know, we can, we can hire somebody, an expert like yourself and and like, here's my money, here's my photos, make it look pretty. And, I think in the world today, we know that behind the scenes, you know, that, that showing up with a messy bun or just having a little bit of like the COVID cough remnants and, and being real about that. And, um, I think it is that difference, right? Like you were saying, like, if it's like Nike, right. Whatever, whoever Nike guy is like, I don't know what, I don't know what the hell he looks like in his like. But as a service-based provider or an entrepreneur, whether it is, you know, if you're the face, if you're providing a service, then people want to have a little bit of, you know, who you are. And, 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 um, yeah. That, that whole messy bunch. So let's talk about that. Like, so that you said like Instagram stories, Instagram, cause that's different than your website. So how do you do like, you know what I mean? So your website specifically is more of that professional, like here's your business card, here's your digital who I am. And yes. then kind of the behind the scenes getting to know you is whether it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Right. Um, Yes. But
2: that being said, though, there are brands where it's like, you know, your, your audience is that mom who's at home trying to do it all. She is messy buns and sweatpants and working, you know, she is that. And if that's your audience and they relate to that, then you absolutely, you can put that on your website. That can be your brand what I'm saying, I guess, is it doesn't have to be right. Like, um, I'm very close to my brand. Like I'm kind of the girl next door and my brand is really approachable and I want you to feel comfortable. And so I'm not all buttoned up. You'll see me in hoodies all the time and um, just more relaxed things. Um, So, you know, they are related, but it doesn't always have to be like black and white, right? Like they can go together
1: right
0: and i think that that you know
1: so let's talk a little bit about to this point about color so like back to my business so historically i was like all black and white and red which is how i show up when i'm on like stages right i'm always in something like a suit a dress it's always black like i like that right mm-hmm. but even in uh, this so this is recorded on youtube so you guys are going to be able to see it on youtube but if you followed me at all my background in my office now that's like my that's you know that's the other that's my home right that's yes. my home part of it and i'm like like, I think I'm even changed in the background of my office to reflect more of that, like in your face, that more direct kind of the way I used to have my office in a different home. So I think that let's talk a little bit about colors, right? Because, you know, um, some of my current branding is, is like this, it's soft, not that I'm not soft, but I'm not soft in my business. I don't want to be that. I want to be like, get your shit together and make a fuck ton of money. You know, that's mm-hmm. like, and so the, the immediate impact visual I wanted it to be a lot more um, direct, that part of that persona. So how do you navigate figuring out colors? Like what's some of your process for helping people? Cause I know that there's so many fonts, there's so many colors and just what you said, you're more the girl next door, right? I'm more, a little bit more of that maverick that like explorer like archetype, right? And, and you're saying that you're more approachable. I don't want to be I want to be approachable, but I also want to like push the wrong people, like go yeah. away. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so how do you, how do you um, help your clients differentiate or, you know, what's a process that you take them through to help them figure out all the freaking, like there must be a millions of fonts.
2: Right? Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. And I, yeah, I love this question because um, I love to take people through this process too. Yeah. So it all starts in every aspect of business, right? With who you're talking to. So you have yeah. to know who you're talking to, you have to know who you are. So when it comes to your dream client, who are they, but what's their deep, deep desire that you have to know really what their big internal problem is in order yes. to be able to make your messaging work with them. So you have to know that. Then on the other hand, you have to know who your brand is, your brand personality and your brand voice. So what I do when, when I'm helping people to understand that is a brand personality really is defined by the three to four key adjectives that describe your brand as if it's a person. So like you were saying like assertive or you know, and I have this whole pro- whole process to go through. Yeah. But you want the, the three to four words to be really unique from one another. So you don't want it to be like similar because you want them to be very um, uh, distinguishable so that you could really speak to these different points. So once you have these key adjectives set up, then everything you create needs to align with that. So you take those words and using shape and color psychology, you love can, that. Yeah, you can determine your your um, what you're using for your fonts and your colors and your patterns. I mean, the whole thing goes back to those brand personality words. So when you set those up, I mean have them in front of you and that's what you have as your pillar for creating your visual appearance and also your messaging. So brand voice is a whole other part, uh, because really it comes down to messaging and visuals at the same time. Yes. That
1: brand. So one of the things that's, that's similar to, um, one of the things when I'm talking about with my clients, right. And I'm helping them get more clear on just even creating content and how they're showing up and whether it's helping them create their webinar or whatever marketing or their, um, Speaking, right. Teaching clients how to speak on stages. Really. It's looking at like, like you said, what's like, what's her biggest problem? What's her biggest hope? And then how do you want her to feel like when she's interacting, right? What are her pain point emotions and what are her desire emotions, right? Whether it's for, for like my clients, it would be more confidence. Um, It's about leadership. It's about empire building. It's about making a lot of money. It's about freedom. It's about being your own boss and not listening to anyone else. It's about busting through your inner BS, right? And what her biggest fears are is like being taken advantage of, missing out, um, wasting her potential, letting time go by, missing opportunities. Like that's the shit that freaks them out. And even yeah. just saying them causes my heart to palpitate a little me bit. Me too. <laughs> because I'm like, oh I God, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I don't want that. Right. And, and so it's very like black and white. And, you know, I like the black and white. It's like, it's, e- you're either over here in this camp with me, or you're like over there and the, all the other people. So Mm -hmm. I love what you said about that. So we're at the 10 minutes. That's good. So I'm going to ask you a couple now. Let's go deeper, right? Let's really go deeper. Where are people making their biggest mistakes? Like what are the biggest glaring mistakes that people make? That's one question. And I'm going to throw this other one out. So I don't forget it. It's like, how do you know? And this, I think this is relevant for, I know you love to work with new people, right? That they're really starting. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to also go in and help somebody rebrand. So number one, what are the biggest mistakes? And then number two is when should someone even rebrand? Like how how does somebody even make that as a decision? Yeah. So those yeah. are two questions I really want to know. The okay,
2: answers good. Yes. Yeah. So the, the biggest mistakes I see uh, a few things number one thing is that people assume that your brand is your logo oh yeah and that's it you know they're like logo i'm in business i got my logo and i'm done like just slap slap thing together and move on and that's fine logo is piece of your brand but it's really your overall appearance and the way that you sound the way that you look that we've been talking about this but you know how someone feels about your business overall so there's a there's so many aspects to it. And when you just assume that it's your logo, you're skipping a ton of the foundational work um, that really can set yourself up, not only so that you have that ability to appear cohesive, but so that when you sit down to create, yeah. you actually know what to do. I mean, how many times do you sit down? You're like, ah, I don't know what to say. I don't know what what it should look like. And, and then everything kind of looks um, wishy-washy and just different all the time. It's because you haven't set this foundation where you sit down, you know exactly what it's going to look like you. And if you, if you've created something and and you hold it up against your other things, you can see exactly that, that yes, that's a fit or no, it's not a fit. Right. So it's just this foundational um, work that people skip over. That's one big thing that is problem. And then another problem is just that not being consistent and, changing their mind like, well, I I like this color today or I like this typeface today or, you know, just changing too frequently rather than it being a strategic reason why you would change to a new font overall rather than just like day-to-day changes, that kind of thing. Um, And I would say a third problem is, we touched on this a little bit, that people fall into trends and it's because they see it working for other people. And my big problem with this is that if if you're showing up just like everyone else who does what you do, you might be recognized as you know a coach or you know because it looks like this, but you're not going to stand out. There's nothing different about you, right? And the whole point of being able to set up your branding really is to break through the online noise, and that's really really what I'm passionate about having people to do. Um, So those are those are some some of the mistakes I see. And then the second question was. How do you know when to, when re-brand? is it? Yeah. When is it yeah. time to rebrand? So if you have had a big change in your business, you know, if there's a, you know, something big is changing, like you're, you're totally overhauling who you serve. That yeah. might be a good time or overhauling the way that you work with people. That might be a good time, but really what it comes down to, I think is if it's just not working. You can feel it, right? You can feel when things aren't working anymore. And when you have a shift and you
1: want to show yeah, up. You look at it and you're like, this looks
0: junky now, yeah. right? And
1: yeah. like you said, all this mifty, mis, mismatched kind of presentation, right? Mm-hmm. There's a difference between like, um, you know, to this point though, I think that this is the other thing I want to ask because this is related, right? So one, you're talking about cohesive, right? Brand. And then sometimes I see people and it's so um, curated. I feel like that's all like that to me is also like a mistake. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, we want to have consistency with, you know, colors and fonts, but sometimes it looks just, at least in my opinion. So I could be wrong and then you need to correct me because I am, I am fine being wrong. But sometimes I look at Instagram or I look at people's stuff and I'm like, this doesn't even look, maybe it's because underneath it doesn't feel real. It's like, it's so like, it's so like, here's my 10 slides and I only use these and da, 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 da. it doesn't feel, um, it's contrived or I'm not sure what I'm looking for, but it doesn't, I don't know, help me out. It's kind what of stale, right? It's, it's just stale. stale. I'm like, like, I, and
2: I know what you mean because I see yeah. it too. And it's those okay. Canva templates. And I love Canva. Right. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But when you just take the template, throw your colors on it and you're like, this is my quote slide. I'm going to use this every right. fifth slide or <laughs> whatever. You know, right. it becomes stale. And that's an important um, piece of having a, a really great brand foundation set up is that you have strategy behind it. You have your, your core pieces, you have your typefaces and your colors and your design elements, you know, your graphic um, swashes and dots and, you know, all the right. little things that go with your yeah. brand, your diagonal lines, maybe. Um, but You need to know when and how to use them. You need to be able to mix and match and use them in different ways and play, you know, be creative with it, have room in your brand so that you can, but, but in a way that you can still show up with that cohesive look, you know, and if you have a specific program, it can pull out maybe one of your colors that you don't consistently use all the time, but you use a little bit more in this product or something. So it's still branded, but it has this kind of different look. Um, you have to have fun. And I see that it doesn't seem like people are, they're just doing what they have to do. It seems like. And so I understand what you're, what you're seeing. Right.
1: It just feels like it's, um, like you said, it's stale. It's, it's, you know, it's, um, it just feels done. like, so, yeah, it's just like, I'm like, I feel like I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. I legit saw something the other day. And here's the truth. It was like, this woman was like talking about like, you know, these big brands of, blah, 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 and we help people blah, 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 build out all these things. And I'm like, well, sniff around. Cause I, I always want to sniff around people and see what they're pitching. And I looked at that and I was like, I know that's a freaking can that if that's what she's saying she's doing, that's not custom. Mm-hmm. And so I mean to that point right we can take some things and we can adjust them but I mean totally. you want to have something that's custom.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah right. and that's I think that's part of the problem is that you know people don't always have the finances to hire someone to make custom things for them but if you're going to use templates why not you know customize them you can yes. take pieces you can mix and match you can you can change them in a way that it works specifically for you, rather than just showing up. Well, like let's talk about else
1: I mean, to this point about hiring somebody, right? So, you know, you're branding an expert, and and here's the thing: sometimes you hear people, and it's like, if you don't have a website, you're like, you know, it's like terrible. Like you're, mm-hmm. you know, and one of the things that I've said to clients before, like until you know who you're even talking to, it's illogical to like spend any money mm-hmm. on a website because you literally. Like you're investing time, money, energy, and you don't have the your voice down necessarily. And so now you're just putting up a bunch of stuff and it's like, you know, it's almost shooting yourself in the foot because if you do attract people and they go to your website and it's like not really speaking to your ideal client, or you use the wrong copy and the wrong language and, and the wrong branding vibe, like now you've, like you've missed the mark. So to this point about investing, right? There's all kinds of levels of investing in hiring someone, uh, an expert like yourself, um, you know, from do it yourself, do it with you, do it for you. You know, there's these different levels. I think everybody needs to have somebody though, help them. Cause I know that in your business model, you have different offerings for people, depending on where they are in their, their budget for their brand. But the key I think is don't do it yourself. Like what do you really want to say to women about? What do like, you really want to say?
2: Yeah, say it. A lot of people do, right? Like, and this is the problem: they just jump in, and like that's fine. I'm all for imperfect action. I really, really am. I believe in it. I believe that you don't know what works until you start trying. Right. But do not invest hugely until you know. Just like you're saying, like you have to, um, you have to know who you're talking to. You need to know what your services are, um, yes. and it's fine to start a a, a web page and you know tinker with it and put things out there and work with it as long as you're going to i would not recommend you know hiring a huge product a project you know to have something done built for you if you don't know what's working yet
1: absolutely yes, absolutely definitely. So to this point, you even said about a one pager, like how much do you think people need, right? Do we need blogs today? Like, how do we make that decision? Right? So, you know, what's the pro? Like, I know, I, and I know it's market specific, right? So obviously there's people making a shit ton of money by on Pinterest and and pushing people back to their blog, et cetera. And I'm not, so I'm not talking about creating a blog that's monetized that way where, um, just for clarity for everybody listening, right? There's still blogs out there that like, let's say that you're a keto specialist and you pull up that blog post that you saw on Pinterest, like how to make keto bacon or whatever. And you pull up that woman's site and she's going to have, she's going to be like having all these affiliate um which is freaking cool too by the way you know i know people who just make money like passively by having their blog And then they're, you know, Sally Jane is like, I love that. I need the Instapot. And then they make whatever commission. So I'm not really talking about that specifically. I'm talking more about people just in general. Let's just say, whether you're a chiropractor or you're an attorney or you're a service provider like myself, right? I work with business women. Um, I want to talk about leadership. Like how much do you think the whole blogging industry has changed as far as utilization on our websites?
2: Yeah. So blogs are still a really good idea for SEO. And that's mainly why, why entrepreneurs would have them if you're not a blogger, like you're talking about. So, you know, and I do this on my website as well by having a blog that creates an, it creates new content every time you put a post up. So it's showing the search engines that your site is active and it's giving them another page to push out when someone does a search. It also allows you to get your your website in front of new audiences based on what they're searching for. So you know I can I I might realize that I I don't do SEO myself as a service, yeah. but a lot of people might be looking for SEO. And so I can write a blog post on SEO and you know five my five best tips and that and yeah. that and it can pull people into my website. Yes. And then they'll learn about what I do. You know what I mean? Right. So it's still a really, really good idea. Um, but as far as what you said about a one pager, I love one pagers and they're a great place to start. Um, I teach and create websites using WordPress and I use a page builder. And so when you create using a page builder, you can easily start with a one pager and then add it's oh. so, so easy. And so what? I always say like, if you, if you are start, just starting, you had just have a, like one service, you know, one call to action for people, at least you have that as a place yes. to send people, which makes you look really professional much more than being like, here's my Facebook page or, you know, something like yes. that. So at least you can start with that and then develop more pages and add the blog and all the other aspects if you want to down the line.
1: Mm. Okay. So because I, I definitely believe that we need something because we need a place to send people also to do lead gen, right? So mm-hmm. you need to have some kind of opt-in people. You need to be building your email list no matter what, because all your Facebook group or, you know, all your social media groups, all your social media accounts, et cetera, et cetera. You don't own those. They can disappear off the face of the earth and let those 5,000 people, 50,000 people, 100,000 people, if they're not on your email list, then you, you're screwed bottom line. Mm -hmm. So having something that at the very least that they're able to make that connection. Okay. So the next question I have for you is kind of to this point is like, you know, when you're updating your website, so talk a little bit about what's the difference between WordPress and like, I just, I literally, I don't even know how I came across this woman. Whether it was today or yesterday, prepping for our conversation today. And there's this whole new, I don't even know the name of it because it's that new to me, but it's it's not WordPress and it's not some of the others. It was like the first time I'd ever seen. So I feel like there's these new emerging um, I guess platforms. That's the word Mm -hmm. I'm looking for. Thank you. How do we know, like, you know, why WordPress over other ones?
2: Yeah. I'm a big believer in WordPress. And a lot of people say, ooh. WordPress. No, 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 no. That's, that's like for developers and like, that's hard. And there's this, this stigma around it because you can use it as a developer. Right.
0: And so it's
2: like, oh no, that's, that's hard, but it doesn't have to be. And the reason why is because, so so let's talk about this, like Squarespace, show it. um, Oh, that's it. I saw saw a show show and I was like,
0: what's show it. I never even heard of that. Totally
2: another one. They're great. They're great. And they, they work like, um, where you can drag and drop things. Yeah. So, WordPress you can you can use like that. You can use a completely free page builder where you can drag and drop elements and you just have to learn how to use it. Just like you yeah. would have to learn how to use show it. Just like you would have to learn how to use Squarespace. Right, right. So, what I love about WordPress is that it's free. You have to pay for hosting whereas like the other platforms you they host it for you, and you have to pay for them for a monthly fee. Oh, I didn't so, know that. I yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's still a cost involved. Um, you of have course. to have hosting for your website right. and you have to have a domain name. But WordPress is truly limitless. Anything that you would want to do down the line, you can do on WordPress. Whereas other platforms, there's there's a stopping point of what the capability is. And I've seen far too often where people are on other platforms, they're like, I I have to move because now I want to do some high-end functionality, you know, like... (laughs)
1: Because yeah. I know on WordPress, you could put a membership site. I mean, there's other yeah. membership sites out there. You could, I know that there's different things. So, I mean, that's always the other thing, right? There's the Kajabis and the Kartras yes. where there is the ability to put some blog-ish or the one-pager and still house some of your membership. Or you could use WordPress. I mean, you know, you have to look at the cost for the difference in that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I run a membership and I don't run it on WordPress. And I'm a yeah. WordPress developer, but I right. use um, MemberVault, which is free. So I teach all free tools. Uh, There are paid versions of all of them, but I really don't want, especially people who are just starting out new entrepreneurs to be limited by tools. And so, you know, everyone's like pushes Kajabi, which is fantastic, but really expensive for people who are just starting. It's just like, why would you invest in something like that when you don't have any members yet? You know what I mean? So, no,
1: I I know totally. When I first started my business, I was like, oh my God, I'm totally going to have like 10,000 people on my email list like tomorrow. And this is like eight years ago, right? So, I jumped in and bought and invested in Infusionsoft. Okay. Now I'm grandfathered in and it's cheaper than you could never, in you know, that's but I'm also <laughs> letting it go. I'm also letting it go because it is, you know, it is complicated and it doesn't, you know, I'm not actualizing all of the um capability. And I think that's one of the things, right? When you're newer, like there are all of these resources out there that you can invest in, but the truth of the matter is you're probably not going to, you know, you want to like to this point about WordPress, you want to think ahead about being able to have something you've built your brand around and be able to expand it like WordPress, which is not going to be super expensive as opposed to some of these other platforms where it does not have capability for expansion. So pay for what you're able to do now with the vision of expansion. That's kind of my, that's exactly, that's totally
2: uh, what I say too, is like build it for growth. You want to have that positive outlook that your business is going to Change it, grow, and you'll yes. at some point be using more features and tools. But if you don't have to pay for them now, don't. And then,
1: but build it in a way that you that will grow with you. Yes, totally. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, we could talk all day. What do you want to <laughs> leave people with? What do you think that the the biggest thing that you want to leave people with, the biggest knowing? My my biggest thing is
2: just really, I, I don't like to see people stuck.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and I think that it's it's too easy for people to just get stuck because they things aren't perfect that's a big stopping point or you know people just they don't know where to start and they they don't know what to do next um, and I actually developed a, a freebie called the 30. 30- Um, Days 30 30 day launch playbook. And the reason it's a 30 day checkable calendar, so you could launch your business in 30 days, but you don't have to do it that fast if you don't want to. But it tells you exactly where to start and what steps to take to get it done. Fantastic. What's the the URL for that? Free 30 day launch.com
1: free 30 daylaunchcom That's really good. And of course we're going to put that in all the show notes. So that's amazing. And I think that the, what I want to leave people with is it's better to hire someone like Ali and invest to at least get a footprint, a digital footprint out there, and then you can expand. So stop like wasting your time, screwing around, trying to do it with yourself Like, save time, feel confident, and hire an expert, even if you're just starting. And then you can always expand with her down the road. So, I think that's really one of the things I want to leave people with. Except, here's my last question for you How do you define being a woman who has chosen to lead a life uncommon?
2: Mm, How do I define being a woman who has decided to live a life uncommon? Lead a a life uncommon. Oh, man. (laughs) Confidence clarity, boldness, yeah. action-taking. Those are the thoughts that come to my mind.
1: And those are all the good thoughts. Those are all the thoughts that are right in alignment. So I want to thank you, Allie, for being with us today. Thank you. Um, everyone go check out her website. I'm going to say the name again. No, you say it again for me, so I don't say it wrong.
2: Dowellwebsites.com. Do
1: and we'll put the um, link for the 30-day launch in all the show notes. So, thanks a lot. I appreciate you.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Bye now.
0: Hey, you've been listening to Lead a Life Uncommon podcast. I'm here helping you create a life to allow you to do whatever the heck you want to do whenever you want to do it. If you got some value out of this, I'm going to ask you pop over and give a five-star review. Subscribe and share this with a girlfriend you know is ready to lead a life uncommon herself. And I want to give you a couple of things number one is pop over to marybicknell.com slash podcast. I have something called the guide to your hidden thoughts around money and success. You're going to uncover some good stuff there. It's a little workshop I'm giving to you. And another thing I want you to take advantage of is this exercise I did all around connecting with your evolved future self. You're going to love this exercise. It's going to be fantastic. In fact, when you're done please, please, please go and tag me on Instagram or any of the socials and tell me what you thought. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say and I'll chat with you soon. Bye now.